Hello listener and welcome to a brand new episode of the Keeping Up Appearances podcast, full of opinion, debate and football trivia with a hint of nostalgia. I'm Callum Murray and here with me is... Sean O'Hara, Bob Gall and Michael Tosh. They say not to judge a book by its cover, but we might judge a player by their appearance. As Let's get into it. How's it going? Not too bad, you? Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Um, are you on like a time limit at all? Oh, no, not. I'm going to go to like, bed at some point, but have not. Oh yeah, <laughs> this will probably send you to sleep. To be fair, so don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I've listened to it. I like it. It's good, man. Podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. We didn't know whether um, Jake, when Jamie got off, he probably texted you and went, "They're a gang of gimps, them." <laughs> no, he 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 put me on. So he told me about it uh, before he'd been on it, saying you should listen because we yeah. both love football trivia and that. And then, uh, yeah, so I'd listened, and then I listened to his one. And he won the thing, didn't he? Didn't he win the game? Yeah. yeah. I let him. There's a bit of pressure there for you. Yeah, yeah, I've got to win the game. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I'm here for. Listen, it's all I'm here for. I just need yeah. to beat Jamie. <laughs> well, we'll wake you up when we get to that bit then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, on crisp sessions, that's, it's half, well, it's, it's about 10% crisps in it. And then, like, yeah, we did an episode recently, one of the bonus ones, where the first mention of crisps was the very last sentence of the episode. <laughs> very, yeah. But we did record the first episode we did was um was all about our like our passion for football manager, but the audio was shit, so we didn't put it out properly. Well, we did, but we, we said the audio shit, so we put it out differently. So we've not really talked about we, we did talk about football loads and then just didn't put it out. <laughs> But yeah, we, yeah. We, we do talk. That one was really obscure. We realised that we both had a passion for Barnett's two thousand and three four squad. And we were reeling off players from that, which is like, the most, <laughs> most obscure what... football conversation I've ever had. I think <laughs> yeah. there can't be many people in the country that like share that. And you two yeah, met. We both You've got yeah, Barnett both... as one of the games today as well, Sean, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we both played him on Football Manager like in the early two thousands. And uh, it was one of the first time we met that we bonded over it. And I was like, I've got a Barnet shirt. And Levered had got home and took a picture of me in this old Barnet shirt. To send <laughs> right. Should we make a start? Yeah. Yep. It's Carly, what's he going to do? Ready! Ready! Oh, yeah! So welcome to the first podcast of 2024. We hope you've had a great Christmas and New Year. We've got a special treat for you today. We've got our usual squad and we have special guest Tom from Dead Men Talking and Crisp Sessions. Tom, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm good. How are you? So we're all good. Glad to have you on. Got a bit of pressure. I've got to be on a nice podcast where we're going to be nice to each other rather than just... No, This is a very different demographic to Dead Men Talking. Very different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Not even allowed to swear. Oh, really? There's no swearing? I mean, th- there is. Bob does it every week. Well, I, I guess hold off, but I do kind of ignore. Sh- yeah. At the start, at the, the two of us are teachers, and we were like, oh, yeah, like, it's just a bit iffy, you know what I mean? And then as the weeks have gone on, I've just let it slide a bit more. We save our swearing for the classroom, don't we, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> when I first started oh, yeah. Dead Men, I, did, I was scared of like, anyone that I knew listening to it. So I didn't put it on any socials or anything. I didn't tell anyone about it. 
and now I'm like, listen, listen to it. It's really good. <laughs> like now well, I'm, I'm like glad you said that. I'm to listen. <laughs> I'm glad you've you've said that because these three, yeah, are exactly where you were. So we've yeah. been. I think we're on this is episode twenty-two. Yeah, we haven't and, made a good one yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we're lucky if we get a retweet off these three. So. <laughs> Right, so let's start as we always do. Again, quite fitting as this segment started when Tom, your podcast co-host, Jamie Hutchinson, came on and we started our new quiz, Any Given Saturday, where um, I pick a random game from Premier League past, tell you the score, you've got to tell me who scored. You've got to get there somehow. So we'll start off today with Game week 17 from the 08-09 season. So Saturday the 13th of December. And it was Sunderland 4, West Brom 0. <clears throat> I'll tell you now, we've got three goal scorers. The first two goals were by the same player. Was one of the scorers someone who scored quite a lot against Everton? For maybe Blackburn and Sheffield United? Did he play for them? Uh, I don't know. Is it John Stead? <laughs> oh, it isn't John No. <laughs> Darren Bent, was he there around then? I so think he was. He will have been there about that morning. But no, it wasn't him. Uh, did, one, did one of the Sunderland scorers previously play for Newcastle? Uh, no. So it's not Michael Chopra. No. Was one of them, could have been in the comp, um, best celebrations, M5 the other week, could he have been a contender for that? He could have been, yeah. Is it Kenwyn Jones? It is Kenwyn Jones, fair play. Yeah, yeah. He got the first two. I was going to say, is he from is he from Trinidad? And I was thinking, I'm actually not sure if he is. I, no, I heard you say that and I was like, oh, don't ask that question, Josh. Because <laughs> I'll have to tell you, right. Yeah, so Kevin Jones got the first two. Who's the manager then? Are you allowed to ask that? You can ask it. I don't know if I know it. The Ricky Spradger. I was going to say, I think he finished that season because it was the year that was the year Newcastle got relegated and Sunderland stayed up last day. It's whether he'd sacked Keane at that point, which they probably maybe had. Let me check. Why are you checking that tone? Did one of the scorers play for Liverpool? I was going to be mad, I guess. guess. Yeah, they did, yeah. Is it Zenden? Who's that? Go on, Cal. Zenden, is it? Oh, no. Jubil Cissé. It was Jubil Cissé, yeah. God, I don't even remember him playing for his Sunderland. No, I don't remember that. The they used to have loads of ex-United players, especially when Keane took over. No, the, the, the final goal scorer didn't, no. No. But the manager was Spradja, who I've never even heard of. So fair play to you. Yeah, he was United's assistant when he played. He left at the end. I think he kept them up. Scottish, I think. Was the other one a midfielder? Yep. This is a wild shout. Is it Carlos Edwards? It's not. No. Oh, been great stuff, right? <laughs> did he wear? Did he wear the biggest short in football history? Not David Unsworth. No. But he took them up like right up here. I know he cut them all. Yeah. 
Lee Catamol. No, it wasn't Lee Catamol, no. I just I just thought it was a rare occasion. He actually he actually wasn't at Sunderland then. The exactly. question was, did he get sent off? Then the answer would have been Lee Catamol. But... <laughs> <laughs> mm. Is it centre mid? Yeah. Is it gettable? Do you know what? I'm going to give a really obvious clue here. It is for you, Tosh. God. Julio Arca. <laughs> is, he, is he closely linked to Tosh, is he? I was going to say, Julio Arca. He's from, Argen- from Argentina. Argentina. Oh, no, it's not. I, I've got a link with Julio Arca. I interviewed Julio Arca once. Really? Yeah. Right. Sure. He, plays, he plays for like a... It was for Match of Day Kickabout. It's like a kids football show. And he, um, he played... He was doing anyway. He was playing for like just like a Sunday league team, and then he just stayed in the northeast after he retired. And then he just played for this Sunday league team. We went and interviewed him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I just love playing football, and it's, a, it's around the corner from me house, so I'll just play for these." Fair enough. <laughs> is he the one? Is he the one that went viral and that on Twitter for that Sheila song? I was just about to say that that video was that he's in like within all the Sunderland fans. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he's had <laughs> them all down, doesn't he? he yeah, but then he says. Down. He said they made him sing, but he didn't know what to sing. And that was the first song that came to his head. <laughs> In the interview, he was like, I actually like Shearer, but <laughs> too late at that point. Uh, I, I can't think of why I'd, I'd like him, Sean. That's, that's the thing that's confused. Oh, is he, if we were doing a Maroon 5 on fat footballers, would he be in there? Well, he'd be your pick, Tosh. They have a sweet left foot as well. He certainly did. I could use both sides of the left foot as well. Andrew Reid correct the one and only Andy Reid uh, what a player yeah that was a good one now yeah um, we normally do two but what do you reckon call it a day there I'll have another go another go one on. another one do another seven. win okay <laughs> um, I'll give you a slightly trickier one Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think only purely on more goal scorers. Oh, no, do you know what? Come on, we'll, we'll go for this one. Same day, obviously. We've got Wigan 3, Blackburn 0. Was one of the uh, Wigan ones Egyptian? No. That's what I was thinking of. Oh. Were any of them English? Yep. Jimmy Bullard? No. Two, two of them are English. It's one of them, Austrian. No. He only scored. He must have been playing Everton that day. Yeah. Bob, if you were thinking of Sha- Paul Sharna. Yeah. Um, Who were they playing, Sean, did you say? Sorry. Wigan. Blackburn, but it was 3 0, so don't worry about it. Oh, we said 3 2. He for Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a question to ask, but is one of them Hugo Rodriguez? No. You just wanted to say his name, didn't you? I couldn't go. I couldn't really think of a clue to ask without guessing his country wrong again and <laughs> being racist Col- twice. Colombia, I think. <laughs> Did one of them go on to play for United? Yep. Is Antonio Valencia? It is. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's good. English. So the, the other two are English. Yep. I can't think of anyone else oh, who should play for them. Don't me other guesses. Is what you played with them or his son? Uh. I played with him as well. Right, okay, he's right there. Okay. He's one of them ginger. No. Is he a midfielder? 
One of them is. What's the other one? A defender then or a striker? Striker. Is he one of them play for Liverpool? Yep. Is it Emil Heskey? It is Emil Heskey. So going up with a better question for that. We need to have a good is give he a clue. Still playing? Not that I know of, no. Might no. have a clue. He's retired. Yeah, I can give you a I can give you a huge clue. We've got a lesser clue. No, I don't know enough. Is it? Oh no, it's too early for him. Well, go on, I'll give you a clue. It's a less. It's the same clue, but it's in a less obvious wording <laughs> than what I would have said. So he's played for one of the other two teams we've picked today. Who were they again? <laughs> Sunderland, West Brom. Yeah, you, sh- you sure it's not Paul Shana? I'm certain it's not Paul Shana. Is it Paul yeah, Shana? <laughs> Is it Donovan? <laughs> uh, Such a forgettable team now, considering they won the FA Cup. Yeah, not like Barnes. Forgettable squad. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally there yesterday looking at posters of them winning the FA Cup, and I still can't think of any players that played for <laughs> This this fella was only there for a season, as far as I can tell. Well, you might give us a bigger clue, Sean. Come on. Okay. So the team that they also played for was Sunderland. They moved from Wigan to Sunderland after the season. Was that Steve Bruce related? I wonder. Is it Lee Catamol? It is Lee Catamol. Well done. Oh, for... <laughs> oh, I, was <laughs> I was trying to make it obvious the fact that I've already mentioned him today. I even said oh, before. You should have I mentioned mean, the short. I went, Lee, Cat- Lee Catamol wasn't at Sunderland. How would I know that? Unless I was planning on doing it later. Uh, I just knew a lot about okay. Lee Catamol. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I <laughs> thought he was like, like a youth product from Sunderland, no? No, he's at Borough. Borough, wasn't he? Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Right, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, right. Well done, anyway. I think you did quite well. With Chris, Sean, we've done all right there. It's right. So we'll move swiftly from there onto, well, the weekend's FA Cup fixtures. Did anyone have any picks of the weekend? Any highlights, do we think? I've only just calmed down, really, so I don't want to get wound up again. What's that in relation to, Bob? Uh, more VAR nonsense and a terrible referee. I forgot the name of, but he looks like Matt Hancock. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was, was such, such a bad decision. You were tweeting about him a lot the other day, Bob, so I'm surprised you've forgotten. For anyone who is not not aware of Thomas, I think he's talking about the Calvert Lewin sending off Bob. Are we right in saying? Yeah. Well, we can, we can say the sending off that is no more now, so that's calmed me down slightly. But well, did we send oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah today. Yeah. Which I'm very surprised by because I thought they'd just come back with so many people have reviewed it and they've come to that conclusion. So what's another set of eyes on it now? But uh, I suppose some form of justice has been done now. That's only that that completely took away from the rest of the football, so I can't remember anything else now. I don't think anything else happened to be fair. Yeah. I think that's sort <laughs> he, of he missed he missed the sitter. I would, I would have been happier seeing him sent off for that miss rather than the actual challenge. 
Yeah, it was a disgraceful decision, I think, to be fair, yeah. right decision. But I just, again, it's just that thing we spoke about before, about how they can come up with that. It's just never in a million years. No one wants to send an offer that in football. Like, there's never apart just... From, apart from Nathaniel Klein. Yeah. Spot, spot the former Liverpool player rolling around as if he'd been shot. Right. It seems so long. Was it, like, Thursday night, that game? Yeah. 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 Wigan, yeah. I was Monday night. That's such a yeah. long weekend of... Ridiculous, Like, the same it? round. Yeah. Something to do with police, and I read, wasn't it? There were so many cup, FA. There were so many FA Cup ties in London. They had to spread them out. Apparently, that was the reason we were Thursday nights and not well, potentially a TV thing as well. But there was about ten, eleven FA Cup ties all in London, so they had to spread them out across the different times and the weekends. But yeah, I think that that doesn't make sense because United Wigan wasn't in London. United Wigan was in Wigan. That that was a potential Fair upset, though, wasn't it? They needed that prime time. Yeah, just because that that could have easily gone the other way, if if Fernandez didn't dive anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was a well bad dive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. But, um, like, I think people get too angry now at diving. Like, I think it should be celebrated if it's a good one, because like it's so rare now that you see a good dive because of that. Yeah, if you see oh, one. I've... We should appreciate it. Yeah, there was an- there's another one, another incident from the from the Everton Palace game, another SA dive. I think he was booked for it. You've got to turn everything back to Everton, haven't you, Bob? It's yeah, some I'll, sort I'll, of business I'll sh- you've got to go back to. I'll, we've I'll moved sh- on. I'll shut up. Yeah, but that's the second time he's been booked for diving against Everton this season. To be honest, one of them he could have got a penalty for in the, the league game. I thought one of them was a potential penalty, but no. he's a great player, though. Yeah, yeah I think- Sorry, carry on. I can't remember up to now. Can we can Dude, we mention about um, can we mention about Patrick Bamford's goal being overrated? No, great goal to see. That could be a million five of overrated goals. Absolutely. That's your lot. What's your logic? Logic of that being overrated? Sean scored one better. Wrong. Yeah, give <laughs> me dreams. No, do you know what the thing with me is? I don't like how soft it was. I I want volleys like that to just be smashed in. And I just, I just, I don't like it. Can we throw that on the chest on the angle? The way he's turned is the best so bit. The way, yeah, the way he's turned into it. I, I also just, I think players who are notoriously average scoring goals like that, I don't buy it. Because <laughs> that's a bit elite to stop you, that's Sean. No, he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that if you gave him that, like, 99 more times, you wouldn't do that again. I think that, is there not a video of him in, in training where he, he does something similar and you see like Bielsa like running after him or, or have you not seen that video? That's very convenient that he do, he what does, Sean just said Yeah, no, he, he does <laughs> he does one that was in training the, that was the first one, that. he does one in training under Bielsa something similar I think there's like a video of a training ground and Bielsa like running after him because it's like so good I think mean, I can't see how that's overrated I don't like I don't know what more you want him to do yeah, the ball in incredible. I want to do it harder. I think it's better because he hits it softer. Some no, of them it, ones it, like it that. No, the keeper, should, keeper should have had it. He didn't hit it hard enough. Correct. If the keeper's, if the keeper's a bit further back, he catches that. But the he's ones too, that go harder don't dip low. as much. It looks better yeah, when it like, dips. That nice little dip, yeah. Afraid you're wrong. I think you're wrong, Sean. And I'm surprised. Surprised a sweet left foot like you, you'd know that sort of thing, really. I just I just know how to do it, Tosh. You know what I mean? Mm. How many goes? How many goes do you reckon it would take you to do one of them? If we like, were to throw you the ball, no, like infinite. 
<laughs> I don't reckon you'd get the chest control going no. the right way, sure. <laughs> <laughs> How many times will I fall over? That's a, diff- that's a different question. Yeah, no, I, like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I couldn't do it. And it, it is a good goal. I just think... I can't believe the amount of attention it's had on social media. I just, I honestly don't think it's as good as everyone's making out. It might be because it was him scoring it. Yeah, and so yeah, it's tells... unique as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not, doing... not, you don't see many goals like unique goals like that anymore. Like I remember, maybe it's just nostalgia, but I think in the nineties, goals were better and like mental. <laughs> like there were just mental goals all the time. But now it feels like every goal has been like drawn on a whiteboard before. Yeah. Like I've seen City score the same goal a hundred times. But that Patrick Bamford one, it seemed like every week that would happen in the night. And now it's like, that's why. The, I think the Bamford one is good as well. It's quite Berbatov like in that it's done very slowly and it's just it's just so technically good. I, if you know what I mean, it seems to take so long. You, when you watch that goal, you see him touch it, you see him turn, you see him hit it. And it, it happens very quickly, but it doesn't look that quick, which yeah. I think is... He's, he's not just leathered it. I think yeah. he's, it's so much skill than just leathering And he's quite a technical footballer. I think you're doing him a bit of a disservice there, Sean. He's not oh, very good. And he's got no he's got no bottle. He's a bit of a like bottler. That's his level, really. But I, I think I think you're doing a massive disservice. No, he said in the interview, didn't he? We went as soon as I took it down, I noticed that the defender had, had slipped, so I could have taken it past him. And you're like, no, you, you couldn't have, could you? I'm hey. with you. I'm with you now, Sean. Actually, after doing that. <laughs> He's talking it up, and someone tweeted the other day going, no Tory should ever be scoring a goal like that. And I was like, correct. That was going to be my next comment. Yeah, Callum can't Callum. score one like that now. No. He scored many. Did anyone watch the Arsenal-Liverpool game? Because my, my, my highlight was the absolute 0 to 10 performance from Kai Havertz. One of the worst performances you'll ever see that. What was he doing? How did... He was mistake after mistake. That's what he needs. He needs to just leather one of them. Just, I, th- I feel he, sorry for him. He decided to take an extra touch every time he made a mistake as well. He thought the next time I'll take like an extra touch and just get like and by the end he was like being tackled before he'd even like got the ball. He was that like oh that was a great game though, but and also probably a nod to Maidstone, who uh, I think National League North getting in got a tie away at Ipswich now as well. It's a good little result for them. Yeah. But Havertz uh, was, there's no way he was worse than Rashford was last night. Rashford was abysmal. Just we've said a few time. times, Rashford he's been so bad, hasn't he? It's mad shocking. I'm a big fan. Last season is brilliant. I'm a big fan of Rashford. I think he's a great player and whatever. But this season he's been so bad. He just it. I don't know. It, a lot of people think he's saying that he doesn't care or whatever. I think he's care obviously, but he just looks like he's got no confidence at all. Every time he gets the ball, he just he just gives it away. Like it, it, it reminds me of you know. Have you seen Space Jam? Yeah. You know, in Space Jam, where like the the players get all the talent taken away from him, and then they just can't even like bounce the ball. It's like that. He's like the ball just bounces off him every time it comes to him. Just... I used to say that about Jelovic uh, when he played for Everton, because oh. he went through that run of like scoring however many it was. You'll probably know better than me. And then all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, it was like he he never kicked a footy before. He, right, he was Space Jam. Like he was he was better than Suarez for six months. Yeah, and you're still talking about that now. Exactly. <laughs> he was. And then he, he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, he's he's talking about that as well. He tells all his mates, you know, I was better than him for, for six months. <laughs> but he was, though. What What do you think it is then with Rashford? Is it just a confidence thing? Because United fans are... I don't know. There's a lot been made about it because he got a new contract, didn't he? 
And this happened the last time he got a new contract. Basically, every time he gets a new contract, his form dips. And like, it's like, is he motivated or whatever? Like, he was getting so much abuse last night from the United fans. He was like, I mean, he was shit, but there was times when he was getting abused for things that just weren't his fault as well. And I think the fans have properly turned on that. I think if he got sold, I think 90% of United fans would be happy about it. Do you, do you know, like, I've seen like Gary Neville and that talking and Roy Keane, and they go through the United squad and go, like, who would you keep? Who would you sell? And all that. Amongst like United fans, which players do you actually like? Because it seems like you hate everyone. Yeah, well, well I was actually thinking not, this, not you specifically. I was thinking but... this last night. We, we were singing loads of songs about like old players, like Andy Cole's song, Ronaldo, and I was like, we should sing about the players we've got. And a lot of times, like, <laughs> we've not really got that many songs about these players because they're all shit. <laughs> but Mainu, I like Mainu. He's good. Um, Big fan of him. Yeah, he looks quality. He looks quality on the ball. I think you should, I think you should build your team around. So good. Yeah, I still so like good. Bruno, even though he's a petulant prick. Um, I like Bruno. Garnaccio is great. He, I, know, I, I, I assume horrible. all the fans must hate him. Yeah, that's what I like about him. He's uh, got a very punchable face. For the, yeah. in the same category, probably that Martinez who's coming back soon. They reckon don't they? I like him. Oh, I love Martinez. Martinez is class. He's sounds like sounds like you like quite a lot of the team then. Got him. Sounds like you like quite a lot of the team. Yeah, I think the problem is a lot of them have been injured, the ones that have mm. like and also the ones that are bad are really bad. Martial, how he still still plays United is insane. He's off. Dallas, to play, to play against Everton. Honestly, I, I don't think a Premier League team will come in for Martial at, at the end of his contract. And if Fenerbahce, did, isn't it, at the moment? Fenerbahce, yeah. yeah. He just can't run. He either can't run or doesn't want to run. But I've don't I've not seen him sprint for four years. <laughs> Is, is that a thing though like if you think about where he came in at United is that should the people be asking questions about how he's been how he's been treated almost by United or dealt with you know what I mean like well there was a thing that apparently um, he was one of the first I think well he, he was one of the first big post Fergie signers I think maybe Van Gaal signed him but he was Joel Glazer's favourite player for ages <laughs> So that's why he kept getting new contracts, apparently, and so the rumour is. But he's just shit. He's just rubbish. He's, he's not had a good season. I don't think he's had... Maybe he had one good season. I think he's got like 16 goals. But apart from that, he, he struggles to get double figures in every season. Which for a centre-forward at United, is pathetic, really. I say that season, yep. he scored 16. He must have played Everton a few times in that season. That must have been the top that was played in all <laughs> the competitions. I think it was the COVID year. Um, I think he, he, I think the pressure just gets him because we were really good when there were no fans. All our players that just crumble when there's fans. We, we, they were really good like that season, and everyone was like, "Oh, we're back now." And then as soon as there's fans in the stadium, they all just went back to being mad asses. <laughs> Okay then, so moving on then, we're going to look at our Maroon 5 for this week. So with the Ireland, all the Islanders, Jason Kumas, Paul Pogba and co got a little break over Christmas and we're going to return with a big one this week and we're going to look at coinciding, coinciding sorry, with the return of the best TV show for me at the moment, The Traitors. We're going to look at football's biggest traitors. So we've sort of left it a bit open to interpretation on how you want to look at it. 
I think a few of us will go down the obvious route, but there's a few people maybe thinking it's a bit outside the box, which we always like. Any volunteers to go first? I don't mind going first. I'll go first. I think mine's quite an obvious one, so I'm going to go. I'm going to get in there straight away and set the tone. So I'm going to be going Sol Campbell this week. So I think a very famous one, one of the first ones that jumped into my head, obviously for those who maybe don't know, he was Tottenham captain. Had won, I think, the League Cup once or twice with Tottenham as captain. Had played well over 200 games, I think. And his contract was up um, in the summer of 2001. And he was kept it very quiet, I think. I don't actually remember it. I sort of remember it after it happened, but we're doing a bit of reading up on it. I think he was uh, keeping quite coy on where he was going to go. There was lots of clubs interested. One of the best centre-halves in the world around that time. And quite surprisingly, he announced he was going to Arsenal. So obviously, very much hated rivals of Tottenham. So not only did he leave to go there, but he also left on a free, which meant that Tottenham got no money for him, which he would have been valued very highly back then. And I think I was good friends with a Tottenham fan at university. And even then, 10, 12 years later, the hatred they have for him and some of the songs they sing, which I don't think you could repeat on uh, this podcast really for him, just sheer hatred and obviously he went on to be very successful was an invincible he did the double with them played a lot more times for England etc but I think just in terms of a move going from your rivals without really sort of straight to your rivals without a gap in between and going on a free that's going to be uh, my pick for to be sent to the island he said he was signing new contracts as well then he? he was like he did it in yeah. a match interview he was like I'm, I'm staying I'm signing and then they did like a surprise press conference with Arsenal. Even the even the the press who were there didn't know what it was for. They thought yeah. it was something else. It was that much of a shock. Yeah, I was reading about that. They thought they said I read somewhere. I don't know if it's true. It was a lot of the press going there thought they, it was because they were signing Richard Wright. Yeah, Arsenal, <laughs> <laughs> which is a must have, must have been a disappointment for them. Uh, seeing Sol Campbell instead. I know. It must oh, be yeah. a big disappointment for Richard Wright. He's like, this is my big day. Fuck's sake. Yeah, so any other any other thoughts on Sol? And also just, uh, just a great character. Big, big fan of his, some of his videos. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. I love that one on Sky Sports News. Where they, have you seen that one before the World Cup? In the <laughs> World Cup. And there's like, he's going Brilliant. through the tie between uh, Belgium and Brazil. And he goes, I think France. Yeah. <laughs> so... I love that's how naive put... he is, mate. He's like, he, 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 he still doesn't see the big deal in going from Tottenham to Arsenal. No. He just, he just, he's like, why does everyone care? And he, he's also he, he's also really angry that he can't get any manager jobs. He's like, why won't anyone give me a manager job? He walked out of a game halfway through. Do you remember that when he was playing? Was it for Arsenal? Yeah, it was. Was it West Ham? Yeah, he West drove Ham. home. Like, you can't be trusted, Sol. <laughs> like... <laughs> He left, did, I think he was at Notts County as well. Did the same, did, well, I didn't leave halfway for a game, but left them. He left loads of clubs just like in the lurch. Like, no wonder you, no one wants to be have you as a manager. He did, he did. He went somewhere, was it someone like Macclesfield? And I think he did a yeah, reasonable job. Good. Like, he kept them up under, like, when they were like points deductions or something like that, but in, in real trouble. But again, I think, as I'm seeing, he's always just on the telly moaning that he can't get a job. I get, I always well, get I think the he impression. resigned from that one, didn't he? I think he resigned. Like, just likes resigning. He just loves it, yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't even, he was at, I'm sure when Wenger said when he was at Arsenal and they let him go on a free, I think it was Arsenal, they let him go on a free because he said he was moving abroad and then he went to Portsmouth. 
Close, nearly. Was it Newcastle for a bit? Yeah, he went to Newcastle. He also went back to Arsenal at one point, didn't he? But didn't he was also what he went to Notts County when like they had there was a remember that mad spell where he got some money and like Sven went and managed them for a bit and he signed yeah. a couple of people and that lasted like about three weeks or something. And I think he just went back to Arsenal. So yeah, bit of a character. I always get the impression he wasn't like, you know, like the fact that you said, as you said, Tom, about him not really understanding. I always got the impression he wasn't a massive football fan. Like, surely everyone knows, even if you're going to do it, you know what you're doing there, don't you? Like, you're just yeah. doing it and say, yeah. Yeah. You know, at that time, you go into Arsenal as Arsenal. They were a much bigger side. He won trophies. You can live with it. Don't sort of claim there's uh, nothing to it. Especially as a youth. Okay. It came from the academy, didn't it? But yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, cool. that, I think that makes it way worse. I feel like if, like, if you're a player that's signed for someone and it's a foreign country or whatever, then you go to a rival. You're like, ah, fuck it. You know, if I was playing for Milan and Inter came in for me, I'd be like, yeah, if you're giving me more money, sound, I don't care about Milan. But yeah, if you're coming through the academy, you got to expect way worse. Yeah. But you see that with like Dallas, because Dallas was at like Chelsea, Tottenham and Arsenal, wasn't he? But like, doesn't really get that much hate because no one really cares that much. He's got no... Yeah. People aren't invested, are they, in, in him as a... Arsenal player or whatever, so the, it, yeah, it's just not that big of a deal. It's probably it probably is as you say the circumstances, isn't it? You went to Chelsea, you went to Arsenal from Chelsea as a result of Cole going the other way, wasn't it? So like Cole yeah. was hated because of the way he'd organised that. Whereas Gallus with Chelsea, it was like, well, we were getting Ashley Cole. It, whereas as as we mentioned, the the reasons for Saul Campbell leaving, etc., not not as good. Do you remember at the time with, with that move as well? Gallas was like he, he because. He wanted to leave, and he, didn't he threaten to score own goals if they didn't let him leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if they called him, if they called his bluff, and he just turned around a bit and goes, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah. I love that. Song. Three minutes. <laughs> that was every kid's dream, wasn't it, as a kid? Like, I used to think when I was little, I'd go, if I ever played for Liverpool, I'd score loads of own goals. But, yeah. like, he's a professional footballer, like, a fully grown man, and he's still prepared to do it. <laughs> That one as well. I know we're off tangent here, but that tangent, that Gallas one with, but it against Birmingham, where he sort of like when he got that, give that penalty away, and he was like kicking the side, and he was like crying on the side of the pitch. Didn't he, he just sit down on the pitch as well? Yeah, and like Wenger had to like drag him off. Just yeah, very much off tangent. We don't need to spend too long talking about biggest tantrums. We can do another time, maybe. But Ooh, hang on, hang on. one thing that you on. cannot forgive Gallas for though, wearing number ten at Arsenal. Number ten. It's a you can't wear number ten as a defender. Yeah, that's right. It makes me so angry, man. Put him on the island. Yeah, he can go. He can <laughs> go if Ashley Cole ever needs to come back if we ever uh, need to swap. <laughs> um, where do we go next, Bob? What are you thinking? Um, I'm surprisingly not going for Nick Barnby or Abel Xavier going to Liverpool from Everton. I'm going to go down a different route and go for switching international allegiances, which I think should be banned. Um, there are a couple of candidates that could have gone for, but I think the worst defender of it has been Declan Rice, who has gone from posting up there are on Instagram to singing God Save Sausage Fingers. So <laughs> Declan Rice switching from Ireland to England, terrible treachery involved in that. And a, um, he, he could have had, I suppose he's had, now had the, England team almost built around him in that holder midfield role, but um, I think Nick McCarthy said 
the Ireland team would have been built around you, you would have been captain by the age of 20 or whatever. Um, so I think the way he treated Ireland was quite disgraceful, really. kind of left them hanging for ages while he delayed on his decision. And he'd made a senior appearance for them as well, just not a competitive one. So I think I think the way he treated the FAI was quite disgraceful, really. He's English, though, isn't he? can't complain because he's English. As is Declan Rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but he's qualified to play for Ireland, has played for Ireland through the youth levels. And probably because he thought he was at West Ham, he wasn't going to be good enough for England. And all of a sudden, he's one of the best players in the league. And has he, he ever has he ever explained why he was playing for Ireland? As he said, like as like how he felt how sure it was it was a case of he wasn't sure he would play for England. I, I think I, I think at one stage he did he has said that he felt felt both Irish and English, which I can't get my head around to be honest with you. Um I don't I don't know really, I just think he's an absolute snide. Do you know what though, in for me in terms of like traitors? Because you were about to say Bob. He could have had the island team built around him. Yes. Yeah. If I'm honest, isn't the biggest Ooh. flex like in the world. <laughs> but for me, like I always think, well, not that I think about it a lot, but I think like a traitor, if they become more successful by making that move, I look a bit more lightly on it. Yeah, so, it's like, justified, isn't it? justified. Yeah, exactly. He made the right in choice. A, in a way, yeah, but he's gone from glorifying the IRA to singing God Save Sausage Fingers, which I think is a really strange... Does, uh, does he keep saying play. Sausage Fingers? Yeah, yeah, he does. He's not that's, going against, that's going against his allegiance, is he? <laughs> maybe that's his slight affinity for Ireland coming through yeah, by saying Sausage Fingers. Maybe that's a little, a little wink and a nod to the Irish, yeah. just like, I'm, I'm still yours, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I, sort I, of, I can't I, stand him. I'm with Bob a bit, to be fair, but to sort of defend that, that Ireland team of Jack Charlton's in the 90s, they were just playing a lot of English people, weren't they? There's like yeah. so many stories of like, Tony, you think it's, to, it's Tony Cas- Cascarino? Cascarino wasn't even eligible, he just played for the sake of it. Yeah, he just like apparently just sent something in that didn't even make sense and he yeah. still managed to play in like World Cup. So I think there's, there is an element of maybe, yeah, it's gone quite a lot the other way, but yeah, I think, I, it just seems mad that you can play three or four games and then, yeah, just decide you don't want to play. It's like seems something from like the the fifties or something where you get these players who they move to a country and are able to play for a different one. I don't know. It just seems bad. I was listening I to a podcast with Jason McIntyre the other day, and he, the reason he chose Ireland is because he heard that um, they were always on the piss every time they got together. <laughs> he just racist stuff. Yeah, he, 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 he said it sounded like it was more of a laugh than playing for England. So, uh, and he said it, and he was absolutely justified. And he said his first training session. He got there and he said, oh, they're all in the pub down the road. And he went there and he just had a big party. So he was class. I think he was similar to, similar to Rice and that he could have had the England or the Ireland teams built around them as well, Jason McIntyre, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that right wing spot in the 90s was uh, quite poor, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I was about to bring up McIntyre because I think I listened to the same podcast. Was it Quickly Kevin by any chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Tom, like that Tosh, he, he said on anything, Jack Charlton rang him one day and was like, have you got any Irish in your family? And he went, I don't think so. And he went, okay, Phil, listen. And he made up a, he made up like a nan yeah. and said she was from like somewhere in Ireland. And then that passed. Do you know what I mean? But 
Yeah, is that, that, like the, is that, is that the opposite of Stephen Ireland? You just kept on killing his man, so he didn't have to play for Ireland. <laughs> Must be an Irish thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um... I mean, I'll, I'll change your mind, Stephen Ireland, for actually <laughs> swerving his own country and his own name and his nans. I'm sick of a Declan Rice. How was that? You, you only kept swerving them because he did. did... Thirteen-year-old Declan Rice have been promised to build a team round him in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen um, Jason McAteer once in a shot. I was only a kid, and it was with my stepdad. And uh, my stepdad went up to Jason McAteer, and he, was, he went, "Oh, I've got a poster of you in my wall." And McAteer was like, "Oh, have you? Yeah, a nice one." And he went, "Yeah, it's when you're on your knees crying when Cantona scored in the cup final." <laughs> <laughs> he gets a bad red McAteer, but I, I think he seems all right. No, you look. I he, don't like him. He's. I, I think he seems all right, me. I like who's he, he supposed, supposed, to, be a, who's he supposed to be having a fight with? Michael Owen, Roy Keane. I think well, it is Roy Keane. But no, he, no, he had... always tries to reignite that feud with Keane. Tell Keane's just not bothered, and every now, every like couple of months, McAteer will be on like with Richie Keys and Andy Gray saying, "You know, if you want to sort it out face to face, I don't mind." Like Keane's just like, nah. <laughs> it's just yeah, I, I don't like McAteer. Roy Keane would absolutely murder him as well, wouldn't he? So. Well, he famously elbowed him, didn't he? And that he got him. Mahatia claims he got him sent off. Mm. Right. Didn't spend much time talking about Declan Rice. So so far on the island, <laughs> Mahatia and Gallas are the two contenders so far. <laughs> no, Stephen Ireland. Stephen Ireland and Gallas. Um, Callum, what are you thinking? Um, I want to go with well, Sean. I think more likely on this one, but maybe not. I've gone with a trait that probably has affected... Well, in fact, it's affected all of us. Four of us would have been very disappointed. One of us, maybe not. I'm going with Wayne Rooney. Um, obviously, leaving Everton to join United at the time. If we're Obviously, being realistic, it was a movie he was going to make and had to make to go to a big club. But I think the age we were at, then it just like killed us. He was like such like an idol for us. And we sort of idolised him and loved him. And then to go to Man United in, in the way he did and obviously have that whole thing of kissing the badges and stuff. As you said before, going through the, the youth settlement and being like one of our own, which always hurts more. For him then to go to Man United like he did, I think that just felt like such like a traitor to us. And that was probably like the one of our generation as we were growing up, one that affected us the most. I know Bob obviously mentioned like Nicky Barbie and, um, before and obviously like how like Apple Xavier as well going to Liverpool and stuff. But I don't think that one like touched us as much, but that Rooney one, I think, just like would have broken our hearts almost at the time. Um, our loss was another man's gain um, yeah. for you, Tom. But I mean, obviously, it was like an amazing move for him. I think obviously he came back, didn't he? And I think possibly when that happens, I think they know what they've done and they want to go back and try and make amends for it. And I think that's kind of the only reason Rooney came back. Really, I think he just wanted to make amends with the club and possibly open a few doors for the future for himself. I but yeah. As a, as a traitor, I think that was, yeah. I think he'd kind of made amends even before he came back anyway, to be honest. Or maybe he was just, because he'd grown up a little bit, he was less no, yeah, probably, I think he was probably just always trying to open the door for maybe post-playing career, wasn't he, maybe, and just to come back one day to manage or something and just maybe put that to bed, but... Yeah, at the time, like it was, it was just a horrible feeling, wasn't it? Like, yeah. I, I had like a poster, like in my room, kind of thing, as you were saying, and just like tore that down. It was like, was that off Macca's so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like so gutted. And to, to me, that was just like 
he was he was a traitor. I know there's lots of other good ones that we said, obviously Sol Campbell and stuff. Like I don't know if anyone's going to mention Figo, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, in terms of like a personal one that actually affected us, I think Rooney was the one I had to go for. I'd agree with you like twenty years ago, but him speaking about that move since and why he had to move, it was like he was pushed out, wasn't he? And he wanted to sell him to Chelsea, but he said, No, I want to pick Quero go. I know what Cam was saying though at the time it yeah. was like wasn't it? Yeah, that's, that's the one that is the one that would have I we were all obviously we're all the yeah. same age, I think. Yeah, like the likes at, of... at the time I cried my eyes out, but I think it's lower down on on the list now, I'd say. Were you there? Were you there the... You've got to say it's justified as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, you, you know, you had to make that move. But when you, how how old were we at the time? Probably 10, 11? Two thousand and four, wasn't it? So yeah, eleven. Yeah, yeah, 11-ish. Yeah, just like you don't really think of that. Of like, what's he doing to better his career? It just like ripped your heart out, kind of thing, didn't it? But. Probably not living to him. I, he, he scored the goal that took United past Liverpool in the league titles and things like that. And there was yeah. always that thing of like, that 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 when yeah. we were not very good, the fact that he's denying Liverpool winning leagues yeah. and stuff like that. Were you there that the, the first time he came back, which was the FA Cup that night at Goodison when he came? Yeah. So it was the same season when we beat United with Ferguson scored to get us the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rooney played that night, but the first night in the Cup, I think it was maybe fourth round, it was a Saturday night. and the abuse and like the yeah. the like I've never seen anything like that in terms of what he was getting that night. It was just because he but famously that... Ferguson a lot of the time didn't used to play him at either Anfield yeah. or Goodison. He mm. always used to, Ferguson actually said that like he didn't trust him there because his head you know like kissing he kissed the badge a couple of times didn't he at Goodison? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think kissing the badge is like rubbing salt in the wound. Thing to do, isn't it? Like that's that's not great. But like on the other hand, like, it's a bit like he probably didn't mean it the way he done it and. Can you blame him for the abuse he was getting? It's just yeah. to wind people up, wasn't it? But still, abuse... to, see, to, to do that, like to kiss another badge, I think is like mm. that's something. That... Do you know? Do you know for me though? Like I think, I, I think I or maybe we view it differently because we were kids at the time, and it was like, yeah, it was ever and at the time, wasn't it? But like yeah. I remember even then when I was 11, 12, I remember thinking about like all the Everton Dars who were like right and traitor on the side of Goodison. I remember <laughs> thinking like, get a life. Like you didn't think that at eleven. I, I genuinely reckon I did. No, no, I you didn't. I genuinely do. I don't think I was. But I wasn't crying like you, Bob. I was like, I was out there like in the pub with my dad going, "He's from losers." You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just thought he just needed to get. I, I, I don't know. And then the, again, he's like forty-year-old man screaming at an eighteen-year-old, booing him and calling him all. So I'm just like, I know, I'm a fan of that. Oh no, I, I don't know. I just always thought that one. It's hard because we were kids, and it was like. He, you sound, you sound he, like he, you weren't asked. No, I, I was I was at the start when he was going because he was like one of us, wasn't he? Because he was a kid. And then when it happens and he scores a hat-trick on his debut, you go, yeah, fair play. Bet you're a million pounds you didn't. Well, there's no way of proving it, so you just going to have to take me away for it. <laughs> oh, not. Give me a million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at the time, so obviously a United fan, I'm, I'm, and there was a few people as well, I was, what was I, like 17 at the time? I was like, ah, oh, I don't want a scouser playing for United. <laughs> probably, probably shouldn't be saying that in this podcast. But the time I was like, I don't want a scouser playing for United. And then uh, I'd go into the ground being like, are we going to cheer for a scouser here? And then after he scored that, actually, the old ground was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then when it when it all, because it all turned sour towards the end and a lot of United fans were really against him because he, he turned back towards the end. And again, people were accusing him of not trying and stuff. And I think that being a scouser sort of counted against him in a lot of ways. Like, as, 
one of United's greatest ever players, but I think it did count against him for some like you know proper dying like proper mank people who like never really properly accepted him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Did he try crazy. and go to City at one stage as well? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because we weren't. Well, to be fair, he was right because we just sold Ronaldo and we replaced him with Michael Owen and Obertan. So I think he was, uh, and then he went to Fergie, didn't he? He was demanding that we sign better players, and he was right because <laughs> we were signing bad ones. I think that's it's a good point, though, and that probably adds to the whole trait. I feel like he went to Manchester, and it was a team like we already hated, like sort of the whole like scouts v Manx kind of thing. That was like I think that just added to it that like, oh you've you've sort of been a traitor on Everton, but also like on on Liverpool kind of thing to go and be a mind or whatever you'd say. So. Yeah, it's, I think if he was to go to another club, I don't think it would have felt as much as of a traitor. Obviously, I know you said Bobby kind of explained it, but if he had gone to Chelsea or Arsenal or something, I don't think it would have felt as like treacherous. I, I don't think. I, I think it. Um, I, I definitely hate. There was, a, there, was a, there was a few kind of factors that merged. I think. No, I, I definitely hate Chelsea more than United. Fair enough. But you're a million pounds, you don't. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also willing to put a million pounds on them. <laughs> well, to, me, me and Tosh have always been big fans of United, haven't we, Sean? That's true, actually, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with Bob on this one. I'd rather see, I would rather see United winning than Chelsea win. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I suppose from a practical level, like, like it's really, obviously, it's, you know, it's a treacherous thing to do to go to your local rivals. But as a footballer, from a practical level... Yeah. It's a lot easier to go Correct, to yeah. neighbouring because then you don't have to move. Mm-hmm. You know, your family's settled and stuff. You don't have to buy a new house, so you know. You still, you still see Tony Hibbert regularly as well. So exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, all, we, all we want. Correct. Go on then with that good Rooney discussion there, Tom. Do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah. So I've come to mind from a bit of a different angle. Get my finger. I've gone for Michelle Platini. Uh, now, there was a really obvious reason why I went for it at first, but then I re- when I did a bit of research, I realised there's loads of examples of being, of being a traitor and just a bit of a prick, really. So he was um, on his, literally on his Wikipedia page. There's a bit about how oh, he's a prankster. And he said, and he says, <laughs> on away trips, he would set off firecrackers in public places and then pretend to be dead, inevitably drawing a crowd. While in Argentina for the World Cup, he would squeeze tubes of toothpaste into his teammates' beds. So already, he's dick. Good lad. Yeah, like he's like he's a prankster. Like and and not even good pranks either. He's just putting toothpaste. In. That's not even funny. It's just annoying. <laughs> so he started his career at Nancy, and he was good. But then he left on a free transfer to Saint Etienne, even though his dad was a longtime director at Nancy. So straight away, he's attracted to his club and his family. Already, you know, got no morals at all. Then he let his contract run down again to go to Juve for no fee. He's money-grabbing. I'm not going to say it because he's not allowed to swear. But he had a good career. Now, when he retired, like has already been mentioned, he's one of the few players that played for another country. So he, he obviously had a great career for France, but then he came back for one game for Kuwait, which, I mean, it's pretty obvious why he plays for Kuwait. <laughs> And this was while he was the actual manager of France. So he, so he retired as a player 
and then became the manager like straight away as well like only like three months later he became the manager which suggests to me that he was probably a traitor to the old manager and like grassed him up for something so he could get the job then he plays for Kuwait for a lot of money well then the real reason why he's the worst traitor ever so uh, let me get this up so after becoming president of UEFA, he was banned from football activities in 2015 for eight years for corruption for receiving millions of euros of illegal payments. He was also involved in the 2015 Greek match-fixing scandal. In 2016, he was named in the Panama Papers. He was also questioned about uh, corruption regarding the hosting of Qatar 2022. And he's admitted that the 1998 World Cup draw was fixed, that France and Brazil couldn't play each other until the final. This man is a traitor to the whole of football. And that is why he's the biggest traitor in football. Bet that toothpaste prank was good, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was mint. Hey. <laughs> Quite a good case you put forward there, to be fair. Yeah, I did not know the thing about the worst man in football. I did not did know you not hear the bit about Declan Rice? <laughs> <laughs> he also scored the winner against Liverpool in the European Cup final, which adds to his favour. So, yeah. Yeah. So you get some bonus points there. Great man. Are we going to mention the other other football legend who loved the bribe or <laughs> Mr. Blatter or no? Probably. Fans. Allardyce. Kaiser. Or is it too soon? Yeah, too soon. We mentioned okay. him next. We've got plenty of time. Yeah, Platini's a great shout. I think in that regard, I didn't know all them little things. Obviously, knew he went from club to club, but yeah. yeah. I didn't, to be fair, I was only going to say about the thing about him being, you know, the president of UEFA. It was just, I read, did a bit of research on him. I was like, wow, people should have seen this coming. Like, yeah, questionable uh, character. I suppose yeah. at the time he was similar to what you say, like just to find the means. I think Saint Etienne were the, the big team in France around that time. And then obviously going to Juve, Italy was sort of the powerhouse and him becoming, like, yeah, one of the best players for one of the best teams. And yeah, but all the stuff for UEFA, yeah, a bit dodgy there. Not sure. What can you say legally? Has he has he been done? We're not going to get in trouble, are we? Sure. No one's listening, so <laughs> say what you like. He was on Epstein's <laughs> Island. If, he, if, he, if this gets back to him, Sean, tell him I praised him for scoring the winner in eighty five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he, if he DMs me, that's fine. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a good shout. Um, go on, we'll wrap it up, Sean. Very strong piece. Uh, uh, okay, so mine's actually got a couple of links to previously mentioned ones in particular. Callum's. So I was originally thinking of Figo. One, because I think it's probably the most obvious case, but also I recently watched a documentary on Netflix about it and I, th- I thought the whole thing was really interesting. And based on that, I don't necessarily think he's the traitor people make him out to be. If you watch a documentary and you take it for what it is, it appears that it was a lot of agency things going on behind the scenes. So I wouldn't necessarily put that down to him. It's a very... Pro Figo, bit of propaganda though, isn't it? So, That's what I mean. Yeah, so it's how you take it. Yeah. But I, I took it as it wasn't as bad, but he, he was still a snide. Yeah, and he deserved a pig's head thrown at him. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. Just, it was iconic. Yeah, yeah. Just funny. So on the other side of things, then I've decided to go for somebody that also transferred from not directly at least, but has once played at a Merseyside club and then went on to a Manchester club. Only not to the same extent as Rooney. In fact, probably the opposite of Rooney. I've gone for Michael Owen, who was previously mentioned by Tom in that he was brought in after Cristiano Ronaldo, going to be the saviour. And 
the reason I think he's a traitor is not because he made that transfer. Because obviously in between Liverpool and United, he was at Real Madrid and Newcastle. The reason I think he's a traitor is because every club he's ever been at since he's left them, all he's done is slagged every single one of them off. And he's made out every single move in his career is not his fault. Like every interview seems to have it, like a BT or something. It's Michael Owen talking about how every time he was desperate to return to Liverpool, but then something came up as if for one minute, if you're telling me if if it hadn't gone swimmingly at United, he'd talk about it like he does now. If he'd won loads at United and was a hero, he wouldn't be slagging them off like he does now. And I just think, I just wish he'd have a bit of, just back himself a little bit and go, yeah, oh, of course I go to Man United. It's not like, he's not like a massive Liverpool legend in the same respect as like Gerrard and any of them. So I don't think that move is as bad as people make out anyway, to be fair. But, I just wish he'd back himself a little bit and go, yeah, I went to Real Madrid, went to Newcastle when they had their own money, went to Man United, boss. But, went to Stoke. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to mention that, but I, I don't know, I just think all he does, he, he's, he's he's gone from, if you think where he was in 2001, as the best player in the world, here we are 23 years later, and he's just a big moaning joke. That's all he is. Got to throw an apple or stuff. Oh, he's the best at that. I think he's one of the unlikable people in British history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if you think of his achievements, right? Winning the Ballon d'Or. How many English people have done that? There's him and Charlton. I think they're the only ones, right? Stanley so, Matthews, I think, as well. Oh, maybe Stanley, all right, okay. So he's, he, he had an amazing career. He's brilliant at Liverpool. Scored one of the best goals for England. Played for Real Madrid. Played for Man United. Played for all these big clubs. Every fan of all the clubs that he played for hates him. England <laughs> fans hate him. Everyone who watches BT Sport now hates him because he's so annoying. So how can you, you, you... You've gone from such achievements and talent to such loathing. That's very unlikable there. Yeah, no, I, I, I just think he just seems to have been so bitter and he views his whole career since he left Liverpool in such a negative way. And I think he should be... If that, am I like, if that was me, obviously... He must be bitter based on how good he could have been, almost. But, like, he got to play with the Galacticos. Like, I can't believe he doesn't look back on that fondly or talk was about he, it. Was he on goal? He was on goal two, I goal think. Two. Which, why, I would mean, you, why would you complain about anything if you're being on goal two? I know, playing with Gavin <laughs> Harris. Exactly. I think there's an element, isn't there? I think Carragher talks about it, where he says about that sort of... The, they, them, Him and Owen retired on the same day. And like Carragher's going off to you know the whole of Anfield with like you know like murals and things like that. There's another seven hundred times for Liverpool, and then you know he's retired. I think never, he retired at Stoke, just playing someone no rubbish with absolutely nothing. And I think that there probably is an element of own where his bitterness. And he said like Sean, he's not really a Liverpool, he's not really a legend, but you know he was not far away from being one. You think like yeah. he was scoring you know twenty goals a season at eighteen for like four or five years in a row. It's like he could have it's been so- unbelievable. But it is all his own fault. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no. Yeah. But, but again, Arguably, it's the worst act of treachery from him was going to Real Madrid for next to nothing because he was probably worth like thirty, forty million at the time, and he'd run his contract down to maybe a year. How many footballers in the world would not would turn down Real Madrid? Though would be no, no, yeah, but it, it, it was a it, it was a snide thing to do for your so called boyhood club. 
I think as Tom says, right, just he just every interview you see him, he just comes across as so like well, yeah. even that one that we talked about, the Apple one, it's like he always everything he talks about is it like that same attitude of like, you know, he's making that throwing an apple in the bin sound like that was because I was so good. Yeah. And I always think like I just don't know why someone isn't saying to him, Oh Michael, just come on, mate. And like, you know, he know he's comedy gold. Like <laughs> he genuinely know he's he's so clippable. Yeah. Every chap will think I'll get him on, he'll say something mad. And then we'll get loads it's of not views. even it's not even mad though, it's just so boring. It's hilarious, oh, it's, isn't it's it? So funny, yeah. But again, like uh, his mates, he's like big mates with Carragher, and you think, no, Carragher, I always think comes across as like dead sound or like a good laugh, and you think, I just can't see them too, like you know, mm. oh, and like the things he says and like the seriousness he takes everything. Maybe Carragher you, bullies him. He yeah, does I almost reckon, certainly. I reckon Carragher just used to because he used to room together, didn't he? I reckon Carragher probably used to just listen to him, just chat on all night, and then go to the other lads and go, hey, <laughs> guess what he's just he was saying last night? I've got a libelous, well, potentially libelous anecdote about Michael Owen, but go. it's not go my podcast, so I don't care. Um, so, <laughs> my mate... These three don't either. Yeah, my mate worked at uh, BT Sport. Yeah, we bottled it. Couldn't put the story in. Sorry. <laughs> As if she's gonna go. Oh no, please don't. Okay, I'll have text with you. Please don't go to a <laughs> We'll take the libel show. We'll take the libel case. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's worth a clipper. Yeah, we might get some tags. Michael Owen in it. Yeah. Clip that, but put Callum's head on it so it looks like he's saying it. <laughs> I think the, t- I the title of the clip is libelous clip about Michael Owen. <laughs> He'll still spin that in a good way, though, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, he was brave enough to do it. Yeah. <laughs> his dad was in the corner, not yeah, just giving the back of the wing. Neville Southall is a very good judge of character, isn't he? So, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was there as well. He went, Wendell, Wendell, well done, Michael. She's 13. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is libelous. <laughs> 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 Cal. Yeah. You've gone too far again there, Callum. <laughs> All right, then, what a way to finish. So just to conclude, the um, five people, God, seems like ages since we start, I have to remember them. So we've got uh, Traitors, Declan Rice, Sol Campbell, Wayne Rooney, Michael Owen, and Michelle Platini. So if you get over to X and put your vote in, We'll see who's cast away to the island next week. Right, Sean, have we got our three games? Well, we, we said guest picks. That was what the rule we made oh. a couple of weeks ago, but it's up to Tom. If, do you want to pick the three games, Tom? Uh, I'll just go United Spurs. Can I go with that? Yeah, you, you, that could be one of them. But then we've got... I've got to pick three. I've got to pick three. Yeah. Uh, United Spurs. Well, I'll just say the big one. United Spurs, Everton Villa, Newcastle City. Right. Sorry. So we can read, can you just read them all again just so I. Yeah. United Spurs. Yep. Everton Villa. Yep. And Newcastle Man City. And. Ah, uh, it wasn't our first ever episode, Everton Villa. It was, wasn't it? Well, yeah, certainly, certainly. Second, yeah. <laughs> the first one that got aired. All right. Perfect. So we've got all three of our games. 
let's spin the wheel and see which one is our focus game this week. And it is Newcastle City. Fix. How can I be a fix? <laughs> Just like it keeps me, Sean. It's there, Bob, if you want to see it. Yeah. Now, I reckon we just do brief chat about it because, like, 40, 40, I can't remember, Premier League, how long ago was that? Maybe we just go straight to the game, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not overly fussed about chatting about it. Unless you are, Tom. Have you got any big opi- opinions on those two teams? Well, you have a big one opinion on City. Oh, cheats. Treble shouldn't <laughs> count. That's all I've got to say yeah. about City. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Both funded through blood money. Yeah. Not much else to say, really. Anthony Gordon. Oh, Anthony Gordon's a snake as well, isn't he? No, he isn't. He is. Great guy. You see them taking the photo on the pitch after Saturday in Newcastle as well. Did you see that? <laughs> Do you know what? what? A gang of helmets. I, I think they're just, they're just like playing along with the joke now, especially that, what's his name, that? Tyndall. Tyndall. He knows what he's doing in. I know, he's but like, he's still a bellend. Did you see uh, that video? Did you I, see that before Christmas it. in the hospital? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Well, hopefully it's not your last Christmas. <laughs> Wait, why did you say that? that they, they sing that at the bottom, though, don't they? Well, that's, that's their song well, no. for him for some reason about like I think it's basically last Christmas, and then they go, This year to save me from tears, I gave it to Jason Tyndall. <laughs> why would you why would you sing Celtic that? Used to sing assistant that. manager? Celtic used to sing that for Brendan Rodgers, didn't he? Uh, yeah, the first well, time around. Tyndall, Tyndall's the main man. Everyone knows it. He knows it. He's I love them videos you see, like you know, like he rushes to shake the other manager's hand before Eddie Howe does. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> I love it, me. I bet no, Eddie Howe terrible. hates him, but he just can't now get rid. Yeah, like too much of like a power move, isn't it? Like sort of like. And then yeah. if it all goes wrong, as well, imagine Newcastle bombed. It'll all be everyone will go. He was the brains behind it, <laughs> and it's just giving him more of a more of a like a character. This this photo is missing a cheeky smile here. Yeah, right in the middle. <laughs> right, so I'll get our number ready then. As always, our parameters are 50 and 450. Our target number today for the Newcastle Man City game is 87. Is that a no current region, do you think? Didn't we say under 100 no current? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And it was under 100, wasn't it? 87. 87, yeah. Yeah. I, was just, I wasn't checking if 87 was under 100. I was just checking. <laughs> <my head. laughs> Worrying question for a maths teacher, that's yeah, yeah. Is it Just to be clear, is it Premier League appearances? I've got to get everything. No, just all appearances. All appearances. Yeah. Whatever transfer market says for all appearances. Mm. Even if we suspect it's wrong. <laughs> They can't be playing for him now. No, no. Move on. I don't want it. We've actually had Man City with an eighty-seven before, you know. Have Genuinely, we? yeah. Wow. So we just say we can't have them guesses. I can't even remember. I can't remember who, was who was it against? Um, oh, I know. I guessed actually. We recorded it in Callum's. I got Robbie Fowler. He did, yeah. Are we picking a different number or are we gone with it? Go with it, but just I'll, I'll say if the guess has been. Right, okay. To be fair, there was only, I can just say, you can't have Alano or Rubino as well as Robbie Fowler. 
Oh. I mean, you, you can have Rubino. He was miles off. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. We're having a song of the week, Sean. Have we got one? What's the trait? What's the traitor's theme tune? I don't know. Is anyone who's left what who's anyone left one band to go to another band in conspicuous say to say? Have we got any like musical traitors, yeah? Uh Justin Timberlake leaving and sing. <laughs> how does that make it how how's he different to anyone else? Like what? Robbie Williams or Well the rest of NSYNC did nothing. If he still just went to, he didn't like go back and kiss his uh, Solo album CD is it's ju- <laughs> justified did. CD. Oh, oh, he didn't join the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, yeah, they hate each other, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Hall and Oates, because they've put a restraining order against each other. I don't know which way. Hall is Sue Notes, I think. Could that be treachery? Yeah, but the Fleetwood Mac's a good shout, and you could hear uh, what's Fleetwood Mac. You can go your own way, because that's written about. He wrote that about Stevie yeah. Nicks, didn't he? There's a song, Sean. Okay, so you heard it here first. The, the most treacherous band of all time, Fleetwood Mac. Go and listen to Go Your Own Way, and when you're done, Oh, bye. Oh, bye, 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 and sing. Yeah, or any song. <laughs> Just listen to any <laughs> song. <laughs> most songs are better than this podcast, usually, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, come back and you'll hear our answers. See you then. I'm ready to go when you are, like. Um, I think I'm ready, but I've only really got one. I can probably guess another one off the top of my head. I'm hoping no one will say man. Obviously. <laughs> I think I've... Got one. I've got two, but again, the second one is could be like four hundred and fifty hours or something. So, hoping. How about you, Tom? We've got one. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few. Yeah, Bob. I've got one. I'm trying to think of the second one in case someone pinches it. Okay, right. We'll move on then, Bob, and you can chip in. Right, I think we're all ready then. Let's reveal our answers. Any takers on going first? I'll go. I'll go first. He's only thought of one. I was trying to think of the how long that they would have been at the club to get such a short number. I think with City, possibly two, three, depending on sort of the period. Obviously. You mentioned that there'd been, we'd had a similar number before with City and the types of players that were sort of mentioned then. So I tried to think of that era, um, the same as like Alano and Rubino, sort of go back to, to that time. And I think this guy was that time, I'm not sure of his first name, but was it Petrov? Martin. Martin Petrov, was he around that, that era, I think? Yeah, yeah, around definitely. That, yeah, that's yeah, that yeah. the Mark Hughes era where he probably was there for two or three seasons. Then when he got the next bit, bit of money, they all kind of, they got better players. Then he's sort of that period of Alarm and Rubino and that where those players seem to stay for just a couple of seasons. Then they got kind of that second cash injection then from Dubai. Um, 
So yeah, I'm hoping he would have been there for only a couple of seasons. And he he, he seems to be a player who's like quite good, I think. Yeah. I reckon, he might be, I reckon he might be more him, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I I don't I just kind of went on the um the period of that like I'm hoping he would have just been there for like three seasons max. I think that's a reasonable guess. I don't think he was there an awful long time. Like, yeah. 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 Inspired by the Rubino and Alano shouts, but yeah, see what see where we go. Um, shall I go next? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, I also struggle with Callum. I think I was I last time we had Newcastle, I really couldn't get so I've gone down City for both. I cut out then now. Sorry, I'm not going to I didn't say anything useful anyway. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for someone who played for both, but I'm going to choose his Man City days. Um, again, someone who they signed early on and then sort of replaced quite quickly. So I'm going to go Shea Given. Um, again, in my head, he was there for maybe two, maybe three seasons, and maybe there is a bit of a backup when Joe Hart came in properly. I know he went to Villa, so I, I've always guessed. I'd guess he was on the lower side rather than above it. I had a couple of others. I won't say them in case anyone's got to do that. Well, yeah, well, I'll mention it afterwards. But yeah, I was struggling to be honest. At the low numbers, I always find difficult. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Shea Given for his Man City appearances, not his Newcastle ones. Yeah, he'd probably have a few more for Newcastle, wouldn't he? I would guess so. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom. Do you want to go next? Yeah, I was going to. Go for Haman and just try and blag it so that he could go for both clubs. But nah, I'm gonna do that. Um, I've got a few. I'm going to go with David Ginola. Ooh. I think he was there about three years and he didn't play his full third year, I don't think. But he might have left after two years, I can't remember. He was definitely in 95, 96 and he definitely was at Tottenham in 98, 99. But it's how early he left with between, I can't remember. I had both of those. I had Haman and Ginola down as well. So, but I wasn't going to go with them. Ginola feels like he should be longer, but by that logic, sounds very good. In my edge, it felt like he would have played like a hundred times. But again, yeah, he was. He wasn't probably there that long, was he? He was at Tottenham quite early yeah. on. So they didn't do well in the cups. Then they were like, yeah, they got. I think in Europe in ninety seven, ninety eight. I don't think Newcastle have ever done well in the cups. Have they? To be fair. Mm. <laughs> That's a, that's a good shout there. That's, I think, could be a good one. Right, go on. I'll go next then. And I've written quite a few players down. Again, quite a few of them have played for both teams. But I'm sticking with the theme today. Even though I think it'll be low, I think I'm, I think I'm too low. I'm going to go with Michael Owen. It's because he probably he probably missed eighty seven games through injury, didn't he? That's what I mean. One I think season, he's only, <laughs> I think he's only there three years, and he, he was out loads. But yeah. I think I'll be too low. But I don't know if I can if I can have a full episode of Michael Owen just before <laughs> just before he sues us. I think it'll be. Yeah. I think it'll be great, and he he might not sue us if if I win with his answer. So be worth it. I mean, be on next in my experience, getting sued is very good for a podcast. <laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> That's true. Come on, Bob. Um, I had a couple, a couple of people that had been mentioned earlier on in the in the episode as well. Um, I'm going to go for a player that played for both, and as we were talking about some awful people in football, I'm going to go for. 
possibly the biggest gobshite in football at the moment, Joey Barton and for specified for Newcastle. I was thinking him, but I thought he again. It seemed like he was there a while. I but I, I he did cross my mind. But as he well. did. He came through at City, didn't he? And I assume he was there for a fairly long time. So I'm guessing he made more appearances for them. Yeah. I think it's not bad. Who were your other ones, Sean? Just Callum's getting the answers. Who was your who were your other thinking? Uh, I was thinking Sylvan did stand for Newcastle, but I don't think he played that much. He was I think only he was only on, on I think he was only on loan. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I also had Andy Cole. I was thinking I didn't know how long uh, Andy Cole was there. He was there a while and they had it was when they had the longest seasons. I think I think he was in he was in the old division two for him. Oh, was he, yeah? Yeah. He played seasons as well. Oh, okay. Do you know what it, City might have been a better shout for them? Yeah, that's what we thought you were talking. No, you were probably wouldn't be close, would it? But yeah, I had. I don't think that, that would be a new Overlands, I thought Asprilia maybe he was there for about three years, and then uh, Les Ferdinand as well was around the same time. I'm just checking. Ah, oh, I'm not having this. I've just checked Andy Cole at Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> What was 80, 84. Oh. No. That's probably his goals, isn't it? It isn't. He was only there two years. Was he? Yeah. As I say, it was long oh, sorry. since I was three, three years, yeah. He was my first thought and I dismissed it straight away. You know, he never got in England cap. He scored all those goals for Newcastle and he didn't get caps to play for United. Yeah, that's... Okay. Take first four, it, really. His first four caps were for four different managers. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah, a bit trivia for you. Yeah. There's someone else like that, wasn't there? Someone like there was someone recently, I think. Yeah, uh, I am. Um, that's that's not, my... not so good at trivia, is it, Tosh? <laughs> someone else did that. They <laughs> <laughs> take, take that to pub quiz. <laughs> my other one, just in case it was right, was I was thinking that that Fernando who played for City it was the Barton one for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Right, I think the results are in. Let me just give me 30 seconds. Just check the outs, the distance out. Okay, then, um, results are in. So we'll do as usual. We'll go from last to first. Remember, the week we have a guest on, the person in last gets zero points to add to the leaderboard. So in all reasonable guesses, all within 20 again. Again, doing ourselves for no favours for all the people who say we cheat. So in fifth position with... 69 appearances. Way. <laughs> so 18 <laughs> out was Shay Given. So that was myself. So zero points for me this week. After getting zero last time for not you being not being asked the question. Won't keep mentioning that though. In fourth position with 72. So 15 out. And getting one point was Martin Petrov. So Callum in fourth position. So the top three in third with 76 appearances. So 11 out was David Ginola. So Tom. Unlucky for us. Yes, because that's really what. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're the, you're the second best player on your Chris podcast anyway. You can say that. <laughs> and then... That. <laughs> So the top two, both within left, within 10, we've got someone eight out and someone three out. So 79, 84 appearances 
with 79 appearances was Michael Owen. Oh. So Sean was eight out, which means this week's winners, Bob, with Joey Barr and 84 appearances, only three out. Great guess. Terrible man, Bob. though. Well, you've sold your soul a bit there, Bob. But I have, yeah. The top two were both terrible fellas. Yeah. I was gonna pick I, I was gonna pick a women's football as well, Bob, but I didn't because you said bad. <laughs> Time now then to look at our latest league table. Bob is flying at the top now with 57 points. Callum somehow has snuck into second. He's now on 51. Tosh has slumped down into third on 50. And Sean remains bottom of the four on 43 points. Our guests in total have amassed 14 points, which isn't too bad considering. So that's another win for Bob, who is picking up quite a few of these recently. Some say cheating, but we'll soon see. Others say knowledge. Yeah, could be knowledge. I wouldn't know. We've also had arguably our, our most entertaining Maroon 5, I'd say. Because even though we had five nominations, we ended up going off on untold tangents about random players, and it was great. So, a uh, very successful podcast. I'd just like to thank Dead Men Tom for joining us this week and for being a big supporter of the podcast by retweeting us and things like that. The uh, the crisp sessions are... Well, we've got a lot. To, we, we owe them a lot. Let's just say that. They've been yeah. uh, very good at promoting the podcast and hopefully to our very limited followers, they might get the same from us. I will say as well, I tweeted last week or so saying that one of the bonus episodes that was released was the funniest podcast I've ever heard. If you've not listened to it, genuinely go and listen to it. It was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, the Tarragon Files. Yeah, it was yeah. honestly unbelievable. It's, it's maybe the most I've ever laughed in my whole life. That is, if, if you only watch one episode of the Chris Sessions, make sure it's the Tarragon file. It's so ridiculously stupid. <laughs> I can't imagine what that was like in person. Because like, when you're just listening to it, it's unbelievable. Like when you were in the moment, it must have just been like. So, so what happens is we rec- we record two in in one session. So we recorded one, and uh, Jamie messaged his girlfriend Lauren and said, "We've just recorded the stupidest podcast." that anyone's ever made. And then after we finished, he messaged again saying, we beat it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. It was ba- basically, for anyone who doesn't know, it was, um, we made a detective show uh, where everyone everyone's name was based on spices. And uh, yeah, it got very out of hand. We, we actually want to make it into a sketch or maybe like a pilot or something eventually. But yeah. it, was, it was very, 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 very stupid. Yeah, there's one of them where you think our podcast is fairly structured. We don't do much prep, but it's fairly structured. But when you just think like you two had no structure there, the Jeff, it was just like no. our, our, our whole structure for the whole show is I buy a different bag of crisps every week, and then we think of something that we're a bit obsessed with. And but now we're running out of crisps and we're running out of things we're obsessed with. So do you uh, just make up TV detective shows? So yeah, so yeah, for the bonus ones, then we started going into things that we don't like, so that we hate. They're obsessed with that we hate, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a stupid, stupid, stupid podcast. But yeah, we seem to like it. So, so listen to this one, and then listen to a better one, and go and listen to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's my advice. <laughs> don't, don't do it the other way around, or you'll be disappointed. Yeah. 
But yeah, thanks again, Tom. It has been no great. Thank you. Yeah, it's been good. Thanks, Tom. And uh, yeah, see you next week. <laughs>